I'm Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business, and welcome to another episode of Club and Resort Talks. Today's episode is sponsored by Club Caddy. The cost-effective cloud-based and simple-to-use course management software was uh, built by golf industry professionals. It includes retail, food and beverage, uh, mobile point of sale, T-sheet, starter sheet, uh, activity and lesson booking, uh, venue management, event management, customer marketing and accounting reports, and so much more. Uh, learn more at clubcaddy.com. And hey, now that we've got clubcaddy.com marked down as our sponsor, I want to throw it to uh, Phil Karen, our senior editor. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? Oh, terrific. I can't complain. Uh, Memorial Day weekend's here, so uh, it's the start of summer, right? It is. That's right. Our unofficial start of summer, and uh, looking forward to it. Our weather's going to be nice here, and hopefully it's nice for most folks around the country too. Yeah, no kidding. Speaking around the country, what kind of news are you seeing around the uh, industry? Well, a couple, as I was just telling you before, a couple positive stories, um, actually both for both uh, golf courses in South Carolina, two golf courses in South Carolina that are reopening after being closed for a number of years. One case um, down in it's Johnsonville, South Carolina. Uh, there's a club there. Um, Wellman Golf Club uh, is reopening after being closed for 13 years. As I understand it, they were open for about 40 years, closed in 2010 after they uh, club filed for bankruptcy protection. Looks like the local government played a role in getting the operation running again, though. Uh, Florence County purchased the golf course property in 2020, uh, and then the following year entered into a 50-year uh, lease with the city for construction and operation of the course. And then, as I understand it, the county voted to give the city <clears throat> $3.9 million from sales tax money uh, to help reopen the golf course. So it's exciting. Harold, Harold Perry is going to serve as both golf pro and general manager of the club. And he's excited because he's going to try to get some, as I understand it, some uh, tournaments there. And uh, just thought it was an interesting story because it's unusual to see a course reopen after being closed for such a long period of time like that yeah um surprising that uh over the course of those 13 years nothing was done with the uh the property you know it wasn't redeveloped into housing or uh retail or some kind of a thing so the fact that it was still there and i'm sure it wasn't being maintained but um that they could bring it back that's a it's another one of the wins right we've got a lot of positive stories coming out of covid uh, as bad as COVID was, a lot of it's been great for the golf industry. So, um, hey, kudos to to Wellman. Absolutely. And it, you echoed what I was thinking there, too, was that, yeah, it surprised me that the the land in question hadn't been used for something else over this period of time. And it, the other note about that was that, as I understand it, uh, Reese Jones, architect, was hired to uh, help rebuild the course. So, well known. Oh, that's architect. gonna be fantastic. He just did the uh, Broken Sound Club, the old course at Broken Sound Club. Um, Reese Jones is a uh, he's a wizard, so that'd be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other one was uh, actually also in South Carolina, Cat Island Club in Beaufort, South Carolina. Uh, was recently purchased by Resort Development Partners of Virginia, and as I understood it before, it had been ownership of the property had changed hands several times. Uh, the course had kind of fallen into a state of disrepair and it had actually been closed since 2019. Um, and actually this course was designed by George Cobb, who, as I understand, is also the designer of the nine hole par three course at Augusta National. 
so anyways, the but this course now is going to reopen and it, it, it's going to be, as I understand, it's being transformed also into a fully private club. I guess it was a semi, um, it's being transformed to a fully private club now. And uh, it's going to open actually this weekend coming up. It was, I'm sorry, I was starting to say before, it was a semi-private golf course originally opened in 1985. And then yes, closed in 2019, but it will reopen as a fully private club on the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so again, another good situation there to see. Fairly unusual, I feel like, to see golf courses being reopened after being closed for such a long period of time. You referenced COVID, and obviously in both of these cases, we're talking about situations where uh, they were closed uh, before we had the pandemic happen. Yeah, I mean, the industry was seen, you know, down, down, down uh, for years. And Joe Barks and I, when Joe was still here, wrote a lot of articles about, you know, clubs closing, economic reasons, um, being redeveloped. Uh, now we're seeing the other news. Uh, you get the you get the benefit from all the good news. Now that you're here, senior, you you must be the good luck charm, Phil. I'd like to think that. That's good. I like thinking I'm a good luck charm. No doubt well, about that. Both of those articles are on clubresortbusiness.com. Uh, so go ahead and check those out. Also on clubresortbusiness.com right now, uh, George Laffey, who's the re, uh, rackets director at um, I'm going to probably butcher this Nasha Tuck, Nasha Tuck. Country club? I don't know. It's probably some kind of a uh, a tribal name. And right. I hope I don't butcher, butcher it too much. But uh, it's in Concord, Mass. Uh, he wrote a column for us on um, on his journey, basically, uh, as a rackets director. He's a rackets professional, not just a tennis pro anymore, right? So uh, with um, with pickleball and squash and platform tennis, pop tennis, all these uh, other variations of racket sports, uh, you have to be more than a one-trick pony these days. Uh, you're a rackets professional. You're not a tennis pro anymore. Um, so all the certification, how important it is for continue edu- continued education. Uh, he wrote about all that. So that's uh, on there as well as your um, column, your most recent column on springtime meaning lesson time. Talk about that a little bit. Yes, I did. I got a chance to uh, hear, well, correspond a little bit with some uh, pros at some clubs around the country to talk a little bit about um, kind of tips they would offer to people if if you're somebody out there interested in learning to play the game of golf, advice that they would have um, for beginners. Uh, one piece of advice that I thought was good, and I'm sorry, right now, I'm, I forget which professional offered this piece of advice, but he suggested the idea of actually um, taking finding a friend who also is at the same level of you as you as far as skill level with golf and taking lessons together and kind of making a social occasion maybe go out for drinks or a meal afterward and I thought that was a great idea it actually um cued a memory for me in my going back a couple decades when I was fresh out of college I grew up playing golf played very little tennis one of my friends I grew up with said hey you know I never really learned to play tennis I said the same thing and he said hey why don't we take lessons together I thought It's a great idea. Honestly, I don't think either one of us individually would have decided to go over there and take lessons at our, it's a club I grew up at, which I've written about before too, and done that, but uh, it worked out very well. Um, And yeah, as far as the the golf lessons, the other tip was, the big one that came to mind, of course, was deciding kind of where you want to go with it, how much you expect of yourself. As you and I know, Golf uh, requires a lot of patience, a lot of discipline, 
Um, so I think this sort of encouraged people to go into it with realistic expectations was another big tip that came from our pros um, out of that. And I think that was a good tip to keep in mind. And I think that's, that's, smart. that's it's important for people who haven't played before to understand that. It, it takes a while. I think as the, unfortunately, the older you get, um, you're a little slower to, to pick up things and pick up skills. So that patience thing is a very important characteristic to have. Yeah. People want to be great right away at something. And it's, it's, it's difficult. A lot of building blocks. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that was, and that actually, that was one thing I had asked the pros. I said, what's, you know, talk, we talked of course about reasons why people take the lessons in the first place, but then what's the reason why they don't uh, continue with it. And of course, I mean, obviously the time issue is always at play, but the other big reason is they're not seeing improvement as quickly as they would have liked. So again, yeah, the patient yeah. thing is very important with it. I understand. I understand. Hey, uh, give us a quick little teaser. You had an interesting conversation with a, a couple of industry professionals um, recently, and uh, that's going to be our, um, our feature here on this podcast. Give us a little heads up if you could. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, we've had, as uh, folks know who follow us, we're in the middle of doing our top ranked uh, program here. And we're actually right now wrapping up the top ranked uh, racket facilities. Uh, but for our May issue, we had the uh, top ranked aquatics and pools facilities. Very quickly, our top five, we had Broken Sound Club at number five from Boca Raton, Florida. Number four for top ranked aquatics was uh, Champions Run in Omaha, Nebraska. Three, the Landings Golf and Athletic Club in Savannah, Georgia. Number two, Hunters Run Country Club in Boynton Beach, Florida. Uh, and landing at the top spot, I don't know if you want to do a drum roll, Rob, or anything like that. There we go. Number one was Clubs of Kingwood in Kingwood, Texas, uh, our top-ranked uh, aquatics and pool facility for 2023. And along with that, I recently got to speak with Patrick Pettit, general manager of the club, and uh, Katie Stowers, director of the club's fitness and sports center, talked, of course, about the club receiving the honor, learned a little about the club's history, as well as what they offer that they feel differentiates them from other clubs, other aquatic facilities at other clubs. Um, they also discussed, just to tease that, also discussed a change they made with their lifeguard staff that led to a lot of positive feedback from their membership. And I think other folks in our industry would be interested to hear what, what happened with that and what transpired. Fantastic. Let's get to it. The May issue of Club and Resort Business included our annual listing of top-ranked aquatics and pools. This year, the Clubs of Kingwood in Kingwood, Texas, earned the number one ranking on our annual listing. Joining me today on Club and Resort Talks to discuss this honor are Patrick Pettit, General Manager of the Clubs of Kingwood, and Katie Stowers, director of the club's fitness and sports center. Patrick and Katie, thanks for joining me on Club Resort Talks. Absolutely, Phil. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Pleasure to have you on. Patrick, first, as general manager of the club, um, what does it mean to you and your staff to, to receive this honor? Yeah, thanks, Phil. Um, this is an amazing honor uh, to be recognized. Uh, we're very appreciative of the recognition and uh, although we've been recognized a number of different times over the years by club and resort business for various facilities here at the club, this is our first number one. So we're truly uh, prideful and also very thankful as well. 
Um, the club is very uh, much all about human connection, but we're very proud of the facilities that we have that allow us to build relationships and enrich lives with our members. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about the, the club's history. Well, it, it, you really have to go back to uh, the fall of 1969 when uh, two men joined forces to form a historic alliance that would mold the future of the entire Kingwood community. Um, Robert H. Dedman, the founder of Kingwood Country Club and also Club Corp, now invited, along with um, John Turner, president of Friendswood Development Company, they formulated a novel idea to build the golf course before any houses were built. And following the grand opening of the island course in 1974, that's the first of five of our golf courses, um, and the Kingwood Country Club Clubhouse, um, additional facilities came on uh, very quickly thereafter. So as the community grew, the club also grew. And then uh, prior to the addition of the Fitness and Sports Center in 2009, we did have a few pools here at the club, but certainly nothing like the wonderful facilities that we have current day. Very good. And as I, and of course, um, you're honored for the aquatics and pools by our magazine. Uh, and I guess that would lead me to the next question. Katie, as I understand it, the club's water park offers five different recreational areas. Uh, can you talk right. about the features of each of those areas? Yes, we have a, an incredible complex of five incredible pools. We have our adult pool that is heated year round. So we can use that year round for lap swim, for water aerobics, and the personal trainers are now even using it for water therapy. We also have a kiddie pool. That's for the little ones that just wanna get getting around the water for the first time. And then we have a lazy river for um, our, our members um, participating in a tube, being in a tube, floating around, relaxing with their friends. We also have a family pool that has two diving boards along with a basketball hoop. We have a sl two slides, a slide pool as well with two slides, one with um, an enclosed slide that's a little smaller. And then we have an open uh, slide that's with a waiting pool at the end. So those are our incredible features of the pools themselves. Excellent. So that's, it really sounds like you have something for every age group, Correct. every um, ability level, every, I guess, level of uh, adventuring spirit somebody has or lack thereof maybe, but right. <laughs> something that everybody has an opportunity to enjoy no matter age or ability. Correct. Very good. Um, what is it? I mean, you just talked about the different areas that are there, but what is there anything in particular within the aquatics and pools facilities that you really think distinguishes clubs of Kingwood from other clubs? Well, we also have nine cabanas that are uh, rental throughout the uh, park itself. Um, we also have um, flick and floats that we have throughout the summer. We have um, a DJ. So we have various parties throughout the year as well. So um, our members get to come enjoy that all summer. Like a big, it's basically a big party all summer long. Excellent. Sounds like fun. Um, also, lots of classes though offered as well is that correct correct yes Our water as well so we have uh, we call it hydro fitness and we do uh, in the winter we only use the heated pool but then throughout the summer we're allowed to or not allowed to we use the uh, lazy river to do um, water backwards walking in the lazy river so against the current 
And then we also use a, utilize our family pool for water aerobics as well and swim lessons. Okay, very good. And, and with swimming, I know Patrick, when we had put together the article for the Bay issue for uh, clubs of Kingwood receiving the top ranking for uh, top ranked aquatics and pools, you had talked about a little bit the the club's decision to switch from contracted lifeguards to on-staff lifeguards. Um, and as I understand it, that was uh, helpful, uh, generated a lot of positive feedback from your members. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And in hindsight, one of the best decisions we've made in recent years, for sure. But like other private clubs, our goal is to be uh, truly a home away from home for our members. And uh, quite frankly, after a less than optimal water park summer season in 2021, we made a decision to move on from our contracted lifeguards and bring that component of the operation in-house. And although it was quite a bit more expensive to field a team of lifeguards as our own employees, it really provided us a fantastic opportunity to bring them into our, our culture. And it proved uh, absolutely worth it for, uh, for the members and for the employee team, quite frankly. 2022 was a, a big success. The, uh, the member survey that was done most recently confirmed that out of all of the areas of the club, and this is a big place, very unique place, the water park experience was the most improved over the previous year. So enrolling the, uh, the lifeguard team into the service culture, along with the drive to become the friendliest club in the market, uh, paid dividends and elevating the member and employee experiences, the water park to reach um, the levels, quite frankly, that we're providing in all the other areas of the club. And um, all of this was only possible due to the strong leadership that Katie and her team provided. But uh, again, one of the best decisions easily that we've made in recent years, and uh, we're already off to a great start this season. Okay. Tell me a little bit though, on the feedback you received from members about the water park, what did they actually then talk about? Um, were they happy with the lifeguard service and, and things like that? Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, sure. I mean, from the lifeguard perspective, I think they offered a much more personalized experience for families as they came in. The friendliness factor was off the chart compared to where we were previously. And I know Katie talked a lot about the uh, the programming and the product, uh, the features of the water park, but we also have a very, very strong food and beverage offering that includes a Kahuna Cafe with a great menu with some healthy options, believe it or not. Um, and then also uh, uh, the field bar which is everything liquor, beer, and wine that you can think of. And the, uh, the talented bartender team there are providing some daily specials as well. But it all came together, both food and beverage and lifeguard offering to provide just a, a, a very heightened um, service level. And again, one that's comparable to the rest of what we're doing here at the club. We also offer poolside service as yes. well. So the food and beverages go around and, and offer poolside service. But I also, to talk about the lifeguards for a minute, I do believe that the lifeguards feel a part of us now. They don't feel like, they feel like they really are a part of our team. And I think that made a difference in how they presented themselves, how they were uh, among the members. Right, right. That makes, I was thinking that along that same line, that it's, there's what, perhaps a greater sense of ownership among the lifeguards yes. than there was in the past, right? Yes, sure. absolutely. Yeah, Katie and her team have just onboarded 45 lifeguards for the summer season. So that I'd share that simply because it really reflects the size of the operation that we have at the water park. And to be able to upgrade the level of service to the members 
um, given that is uh, is not an easy task. So again, I commend the team and, and what we've been able to accomplish. And actually on that point, that brings up something too. Um, have you actually seen um, an increase of membership numbers uh, due to the, 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 the lifeguarding and the, the positive feedback you received about the water facility, water park facilities? Yeah, I mean, we, we track participation there at the water park and um, what we've seen is an overall increase, but we also see some of the same families using the water park more often. And so it's, it's new visits, but it's also um, additional visits by our membership. So very proud of that. And I think that's a great testimony again to what, uh, what's taken place uh, over in Katie's area. Excellent, excellent. As you were saying too, I think you've told me in the past, you value the, the human connection and that's emphasized a lot throughout right. the culture of your, of your club. Yes, absolutely. We're serving a very large membership and uh, our goal is still to become very uh, intimate and, and personal with our over 3000 members, families that we have. It's uh, not an easy task, but we're certainly geared up for it. And that's a, a focus uh, of all of us, especially the lifeguard team since they've joined our culture. Okay. Uh, tell us also, and I guess this could even go outside of the aquatics and pools facilities. What else is being done to sort of improve the member experience at Club Clubs of Kingwood? You want to take that one or do you want to take <laughs> There's a lot of improvements. Yeah, th there's a lot of improvement, uh, Phil. We're, we're really focused on listening to the members. And so we have a very active and engaged uh, committee structure with uh, 10 active committees plus the Board of Governors. And so, as you know, they provide feedback ongoingly. And so we've really taken to heart what they've shared with us as to how we can improve the experience. Uh, specifically, I mean, really it, it comes down to, to people, programming and, and, uh, and the overall product. So I think it comes in a number of different areas. Uh, I can't really speak to anything specific, but I think we'll, we'll focus on continuous improvement in all areas. And uh, we've had success, again, by partnering what the team knows and feels and, and provides uh, as feedback, but also coupled with uh, the, the member feedback that we're getting as well. Okay, very good. Uh, Facility-wise, is there anything planned with facilities as far as upgrades or improvements that are coming up that you might want to share? Yeah, quite frankly, we, uh, we have... We're in a really good spot from a facility standpoint. Um, I hate to, I hate how we got here because it came courtesy of Hurricane Harvey uh, just a few years ago. But our club um, has gone through nearly a complete rebuild since the flooding of our club and the community. And so, facility-wise, we're in great shape. Um, outside of some uh, some bunker work and some other things on our golf courses, we don't have anything planned for the uh, the immediate future. But uh, certainly from a capital standpoint, we're uh, again, working with our committees, working with our, our corporate team to come up with those priorities. But at the moment, uh, we're in great shape and don't have anything planned here for the next six months. Right, just but looking forward obviously to uh, a fun summer season here coming up. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent, okay. We open uh, this weekend for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Right. Oh, that's right. All facility water facilities open this weekend then? Correct. Right. We've been open um, on the weekends in May. We opened the first weekend in May just for weekends only, but we're about to hit the ground running. Um, I think we go actually almost eight days straight before, <laughs> before a break. 
because of the Memorial Day holiday. Normally right. we're closed on Mondays. Oh, right, right. But obviously this with the holiday, you'll be open and uh, expecting uh, plenty of members to come by and enjoy things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait, really. The, uh, the opening Saturday, Phil, we saw 400 plus oh, members mm -hmm. and we're expecting even larger crowds this weekend, but uh, we're, we're geared up and ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. No rain. <laughs> That's right. Cross your fingers, right? Cross your fingers. That's right. Okay. Well, very good. Well, again, I congratulate uh, both of you and everybody at Clubs in Kingwood on receiving our honor, a uh, club and resort business, uh, top-ranked aquatics and pools facility, Clubs of Kingwood in Kingwood, Texas. Uh, Patrick and Katie, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. And Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. And folks, for listening today, um, or who are listening today, just a reminder, visit clubandresortbusiness.com uh, for more news in the industry and to see this episode and other episodes of Club and Resort Talks. As always, take care, stay well, and have a great day.